Welcome to Soul Glow, a one-of-a-kind podcast about the experiences of your favorite three first-generation Americans. Send us here with episode six, Self-Identity. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Soul Glow. Today we're talking about self-identity. So it, it'll be like a very stream of consciousness episode because we don't really want to stay on one particular conversation. I feel like it's more interesting for our listeners to just hear us be like our authentic self selves not self and self-identity to me i guess is kind of how you define yourself in like your current state or your current society for example like i guess i would label myself as bengali muslim like a female I guess because that's what I am and those are like labels that define me but I feel like there's also another strand of that where it's how you define yourself as a person and your impact on the greater society around you so what do you guys think I agree with that your self-identity could be different than the way others might view you depending on how close to you they are or yeah just and I also feel like some of the impacts for self-identity, I guess, would be, like, music can impact your self-identity, where you're from, definitely, religion. It all just depends on the person. Because, like, if you're not particularly a spiritual or religious person, then religion might not have as big of an effect on you as somebody who is religious or is spiritual. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like it's also the family that you grow up in and the values that you're either brought up with or the values that you learn not to value from how you're or like how you were reared as a child um and i feel like those aspects of our lives and like our experiences are the driving forces between what define us as human beings as people and how we perceive the world because i think apart from how we view ourselves um, an important aspect of self-identity is how we perceive the world around us. For example, like your political affiliations, what you think about what's going on, your opinions on different things, those all are a part of the conglomeration that is you, I think. So how do you guys, how, how do you perceive yourself? Honestly, I don't really know who I am. I think, I think it's really hard, especially at our age, because we are about to start the college admissions um, process. So, and a lot of those questions have to do with who are you, what do you value, what's important to you. But I feel like we're so young that it's so hard to exactly pinpoint who you are. And sometimes I have trouble defining who I am because I feel like I'm like a diverse person and I think everyone is but I'm diverse in that like I have differing um traits you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I'm quiet but once I open myself up I'm not that quiet yeah and I think it's things like that that make it hard for people our age to um try to identify themselves or identify with themselves or people around them yeah i agree 
and like it's easy to pick out the obvious things about myself like oh I'm Muslim oh I'm Sudanese stuff like that but when you try to look deeper and you're like what do you like I know right now I'm trying to figure out what I think politically what my moral like my moral compass and everything and it's I think like this is the time where people start figuring out what they actually believe in and I think a lot of people who struggle with insecurities or um I, I don't want to say dysmorphia. I, I don't know what the word is for dysmorphic thoughts in terms of your personality, but if you're insecure about who you are as a person, then sometimes you won't see what others think of you as. Like, for example, um, we had to complete this sheet to help our counselor with um counselor recommendations for the common application for college and one of the questions was what are three three adjectives that describe you and i asked my friends um for adjectives that would describe me because obviously as i said before i'm not really sure who i am myself and a lot of the things they said kind of surprised me like they weren't really words that i would describe myself but other people would and i think that's a product of insecurity and also just a general like you don't know what other people think of you yeah yeah and it's hard to like label yourself with one thing if you have like you said different traits so like with some people I'm more introverted with some people I'm more extroverted so it's hard when it's all different so you don't know I even think that like your self-identity could change as you grow so who you yeah. were back then maybe maybe isn't you Maybe you're just two different people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking about yeah. um, a few days ago. Either it was yesterday or a few days ago. But um, in our group chat, we were talking about how we were when we were 15. And I think I said in there, I don't, I can't even imagine myself being 15 right now. Even though it was only two years ago, I feel like a different person. And I don't even think I was that different. Like, my beliefs are the same. Um, what I did were the same, but fundamentally, I think I've grown as a person in the inside. And I think sometimes people are reluctant to open themselves up to grow and change because they feel like they have to be one type of way. But I feel like everyone can explore different parts of themselves and different aspects of themselves or just different things that they like and they don't need to be defined by one solid trait yeah like you don't only have to be a fan of this musician you can also like that one or that one or that one even though they're a part of completely different genres and i think that um that kind of reminds me of the fact that in the place that we all grew up in we definitely were minorities when people, when you walk down the streets, you won't see very many Muslims like you or a part of the same ethnic group. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was a struggle growing up because it's hard to find yourself when you feel marginalized because you don't feel like you're in the same equal playing field as other people. Not mm -hmm. to say that I did feel these exact things when I was younger, but I think looking back on it now I definitely think it played a role in who I became as a person yeah so Hanin and I went to 
a Muslim private school for like our entire like elementary school and like sixth grade for me and that place was just now that I think about it I mean that place is always like a second home and we always go back to visit because it's also a masjid so I just feel like like it definitely had some really good memories and I it was always it was always some place that I felt comfortable in yeah people there who knew me knew me as like very like loud and outgoing and like yeah typical egyptian so it was just like fun um i did have i did have bad experiences though so like it wasn't all like amazing i know that me and Hayden had different um experiences in that sense i feel like i'm clowning stuff out of my memory like i'm blocking bad experiences out of my memory i still find like happy memories there but it was always like we said like a very comfortable like place exactly because like it's just the same people and it's not a huge school and it's the same people that you've known for so long so it's like easy being yourself yeah and the fact that like everybody who went there was muslim so everybody there was like us so yeah so like ira had a different experience because she went to public school in the second grade or something right yeah on the opposite end of the spectrum i went to public school from a very young age and it was very predominantly white and not not even just white there were barely any brown kids i think there were like two or three other people at most either in my grade or in other grades that were brown and looking back on it now i think it really did affect my development because i i was pretty whitewashed up until like eighth grade because that's when i started like actually hanging out with muslim people my age because until then i didn't really have much contact with um that side of me because obviously i was in public school and i moved from i in after first first grade um so i really didn't have contact with sundas and hanin either and we we just became good friends i think like really good friends like late eighth grade to early ninth grade like that's when we actually became the same friends as we are now um but yeah it was really hard for me because i wasn't really in touch with my religion or my culture as i am now because i was surrounded by people who weren't like me so i adopted their traits over the traits that i think i have now if that makes any sense so i think if you're a minority in a group whether it be a minority in your looks in your heritage in your personality traits you're not gonna feel completely comfortable in any like you can feel comfortable but it's not it's not going to be the same as how you are if you're around like-minded people and that's why people always say um like if you want good grades hang out with people who make good grades that might be misconstrued in a different light i don't mean it as in there's good people and there's bad people but there are people who will understand your struggles more if you hang out with them and of course i have american friends i have american friends who i love like the most 
but I find myself relating more to people who share the same heritage or culture or religion as me. And that's why I felt like I was a whole different person when I was at that school. We started wearing hijab, I think sixth grade, it became like mandatory at the school to like wear hijab because you're finding like the older girls. Um, So I had started like actually wearing hijab in seventh grade and that was the year that I transitioned into public school. And I would show up to the school wearing a hijab, whatever. But whenever we moved into public school, that was mostly, I'm gonna say mostly like predominantly white, I feel like. And just going there was, it was a different experience. I remember the first year, and it was difficult because it was my first year actually wearing hijab in seventh grade. And then having that huge transition into a predominantly white school, people were calling me names and I never, I before then I'd never experienced anything like that. So I'd always thought the plate, the like the state we lived in, since we were always surrounded by Muslims, I just thought that was it. Like there was no other, like, there was no other like people there. But it was the first time I was ever exper- I was I was ever subjected to that kind of hate before, and it was really it was really weird. It was off putting because I felt like I couldn't be myself, and then that's whenever I started to change who I was and how I acted to try to fit this, to try to fit this narrative, you know, that they had like set, you know, that to be American, you had to have like blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, white skin. And I know. <laughs> so I felt like I was really out of place. And, you know, I didn't know who to talk to or what to do. So I kind of just started to change myself, like I said. I started listening to music that I literally don't listen to. (laughs) Enjoy, and not to come for the Lumineers, but no. Like, I, like, so yeah, like I started to do stuff, and it wasn't just with music, and I'm just bringing that up just to, like, kind of make this moment a little bit lighter instead of it being so heavy. But, you know, I started to, like, I was really embarrassed of, you know, where I was from and who I was, and... Like people would call me raghead on the bus whenever I'd wear hijab. So then I started wearing, so I started wearing my hijab a little bit like more open. And you know, everybody has their own journey. So I guess that was just part of my journey, but it was just something that was really difficult for me. Like, yeah. yeah. And I feel like the difference that me and you had, I remember I started wearing hijab, but I stayed an extra year at the Islamic school. So like that extra year I was wearing hijab and it was my first year, but I was surrounded with a bunch of other Muslims and all the other girls were wearing hijab too. So I guess that just like reinforced that part of my self-identity. So I went, when I went to public school, obviously I was, um, when I went to public school, I wasn't as insecure about my hijab, but I wasn't insecure like um, about the other girls like, oh, just like, I don't know how to explain this. Yeah, that question with... Like, it wasn't the same level as yours, I guess. Like, I I mean, I kind of get that with that, am I pretty enough, even though I have to wear a hijab over this? Like, finding clothes that everybody was wearing, or just... just oh, yeah. I just feel like I'm so thankful for the opportunity of, like, moving to Qatar and really just setting that in. Because I feel like, as a person, I've changed. I've become more, like, proud of who I am and accepted some things that like you know that i that i found hard to accept before like i don't have eurocentric features but i'm not ugly and that western culture isn't the standard 
And I think it's interesting for me and Hanin to look back because after you move to Qatar, like, it's so obvious to see, like, yeah. the growth you've had as, like, a person. And I feel like looking back to, like, middle school, we remember, like, the jokes that you made about, like, ISIS or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, and I think, like, and I think that was in response to the comments that you were getting where you tried to laugh it off but i don't think any of us like really thought about it until now and especially back then i remember us like kind of poking fun at you because you were wearing like simply southern shirts and like chacos and stuff like that and like we definitely like made fun of you a little bit for that but now looking back i feel like we understand where it came from yeah yeah and you know i honestly even whenever we go back to alabama and i see people like people doing that and like in in like the muslim community i'm like like it's coming your time is coming you will you will learn to love yourself because it's hard it's hard seeing like it's hard seeing like people have to like change themselves so much just to fit in it's like for what you know and not to say that if if you do seriously like that stuff you do you like that's amazing but I think the case for a lot of people is them trying to fit in. Yeah. Like I really I really cannot understand why I would ever try to change that. But I know I know that it was like just a response to, to this to the stuff that I was hearing at school and like thinking about like the context and the time, like even though even though nine eleven was a long time ago, whenever like we'd come to school and it would be like Whenever you'd watch, whenever you're watching videos, I remember I cried the entire day that day because it was like I remember it was like civics class or something in seventh grade, and I was sitting in the thing and you're we watching a documentary about 9/11 because it was 9/11 and it was raining outside, and it started thunderstorming and there was like a huge thunder and she looked at me and I was like I'm like what the hell are they looking at like what did I do <laughs> Did I tell you, in middle school, this one kid, I don't know, I thought, he was just making jokes, I guess, and then he was saying, oh, on the first day of school, when they said your last name. It's really long. Yeah, it's really long, and he was like, oh, when they first said your name, I thought they said, like, Bin Laden, and I was like, what? I guess, like, the last part of my name kind of sounds, I don't know, but, but it's, it's pretty far off. It's just jokes like that, and then people people defending themselves and being like, oh, but it's dark humor. It's like, no, it's not. It's not dark humor. It's yeah, you no, can it's have dark humor without being racist, sexist, homophobic, Islamophobic. Like, you can have dark humor without crossing the boundary. So, yeah, it was, like, especially hard to just have to grow up with that, but, you know... It all worked out, I guess, in the end. It was really detrimental to my mental health, though. So I will say that <laughs> still struggling, but, you know. Oh, that's also, I guess, something that really does affect self-identity. I guess for me personally, it would be mental health. And yeah, I kind of I kind of agree as well. I think mental health does um, or was a big factor in my development. Not that I have any huge like mental health issues but i think everyone goes through times where 
they don't feel as though as they should be you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you shouldn't be feeling sad every single day or crying yourself to sleep every single day that's not normal and i think those times define um a lot of people in the future meaning that it's a part of their journey and it's a part of how you become you or how you become the authentic you that you're trying to become if that makes sense yeah i will say that this is not islam and this is just culture just before i even talk about this but i do feel like i had such a hard time you know telling my parents like what exactly i was struggling with and you had and i had a hard time explaining to them what it was and what we should do about it because you know the first response that a lot of i'm gonna say like most arab parents in general especially ones that are like older that older generation their response to mental health is not okay so i just feel like it was really difficult to tell them about what i was going through it was difficult to talk to period and i know that i didn't i had a hard time telling you guys about it because the first person that i told didn't give a response that i wanted so i never really felt comfortable sharing that part with anybody especially because you know like it, if it went badly the first time i wouldn't want to try it again and try to tell other people so and i know that it did come as a shock especially to like you know you guys who i was like super close with like you guys are still my sisters basically and <laughs> yeah so it was just difficult to talk about that and to really just tell anybody because of that so i feel like all mental health is really really important and even if even if you don't think that like it's a huge thing and sometimes it'll be small things like what i would just say is just be vocal people are going to come at you and people are going to be like oh you're doing this for attention you're not doing this for attention i swear you're not doing this for attention if you really are going through something serious just be vocal about it because at the end of the day somebody will be here for you and if not dm us exactly we are always here even if you don't have any issues but you just like want to be friends just dm us got you on instagram that would be actually so cool if people did that yeah i would actually love that but yeah i i think it's especially hard because um a lot of people feel like they have no one to turn to and i remember we didn't even know that you were going through all that until like pretty recently i feel like this past year mm-hmm. not year like school year so probably like 2019ish like we didn't know um but that's the case for so many people where they feel like they can't open up but yeah yeah it's just a part of the journey that you have to go through but yeah what's it called the way that i the way that i told honey and ira was through was through i made a meme oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i made a meme about what i was going through and like it was a really it was really not it was not funny at all it was like it was i don't know but that's it, it was like kind of scary for us because you're we like wait like we didn't even think that you were being serious like we did think that you were being serious, of course, 
but it was just so surprising to us. We were like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, whenever we were little, we spent a lot of time together. So, like, we've grown to, like, have this bond. I'm so comfortable around you guys, and you guys know probably a lot more than you guys need to know. <laughs> people, even people, I feel like people who don't know me who are listening to this podcast are probably really surprised. Yeah. And, you know, it's so weird. Like, it's really hard to open up to some people, but it's just like, once you do, it's so, it's so worth it. Basically, I'm not, for music, I know a lot of people, like, every year I'll go into a certain genre or something, and then, it, like, I don't have a specific genre that, like, I love to listen to. So one thing that music has helped me with, with my self-identity, is listening to Arabic music or Sunnese music, because before I wasn't really in touch with Sunnese culture at all, basically, and then my brother has been, he likes going on YouTube and searching up songs and searching up, like, little sketches and stuff, so he always like learning new Sunnese words and learning things about the culture that with that and I never did but then I got I had this friend and she came from a place where there was a bunch of other Sunnese kids and she knew a lot about the culture and we'd always play music and I started getting into the Sunnese music and it just made me like love all the songs and then I'd learn more about the Sunnese culture and I'd ask my mom oh what does this mean what does this mean and that helped a lot and I thought that was cute or not cute but I thought that was <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. Yeah, and honestly, music has impacted my life. I don't think it has impacted my life as much as it's impacted other people's lives. But I definitely have um, music that's gotten me through tough times or music that I've really just grown attached to over the years because they've been so like intertwined between my life but I feel like there's so many different types of like okay the weird thing about me is that I don't really get into artists or anything I just kind of like random songs like I just like a few songs here and there a few songs here and there but I don't really get um super into anything but I feel like the entire like mix of everything that I like has shaped at least a little bit a part of my self-identity and I think that's the case for a lot of people as well but yeah um I listen to music whenever I get like really anxious and it helps you know just like having it like full blast to get your mind off of things or just listening to music I listen to music all the time and I actually feel like that is going to be a problem when I'm older because every single task or anything that I have to do I just listen to music while I'm doing it but yeah, like same thing kind of with Hanin. I started, uh, so my dad, my dad is like very, very, very patriotic. And we were always like, we were always, you know, like pretty, pretty patriotic Egyptian kids, like whenever we were growing up. But I really didn't know that much about like the culture or like really, I just, I kind of just like knew, I even knew like some of the songs, not a lot of them but since since I started listening to like Umm Kulthum or Abdul Halim Hafiz like I started listening to like all of their songs and really just you know really just like let that like I don't know I just it, immersing yourself in that exactly exactly it really um, it made me feel more in touch with like 
who I was and that stuff. Because before I just listened to like Amri Dieb, and I know that doesn't count. I mean, it does. Depends. Yeah, and like Nancy Ezram. Yeah. <laughs> like. And one of my favorite things ever is just driving home from work, like after a long day or like from school, and just listening to my music. And I can just relax and calm down and just think. Because also, okay, this this might sound kind of weird, but I take really long showers because they're, like, the only place where I feel super calm and relaxed. And I just, like, blast my music. And I can just, like, calm down and not think about anything or even, like, think about everything. I either think about nothing or think about everything or and I think it's good to just explore being by yourself sometimes because I think a lot of the times people depend on having friends or um, people around them all the time but then they don't let themselves flourish without anyone and I think this past year especially because I started working a lot more like I got my first job and I worked every single weekend and and also I had a lot of school like I had a lot of classes I was taking and it was a lot so I just started to not hang out with many people because I didn't have time but it kind of forced me to grow on my own if that makes any sense and just find who I am alone instead of having to glob on to other people and I think it's hard because I do get really anxious in like social situations but like I also volunteered a lot this year and I volunteered a lot alone because I'm a part of this like organization but I don't really have like personal friends that I know in that organizations like I have acquaintances that I've made in there but not really any close friends I would like volunteer with so I had to do a lot of things on my own and I think it taught me a lot about being by myself and being independent and learning who I am on my own yeah same because I'm starting to do that now because I'm a pretty extroverted person I'd say like around my friends I don't like being at home by myself like I'd like to hang out with other people more than I'd like to stay at home like other people but ever since like quarantine happened and we've been staying at home and we, we can't see our friends, I've started like doing what you were saying, like being fine with just being by myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm starting to work on right now. Yeah. Because I know whenever I'm not hanging around with my friends or I'm not with other people, I'm like, I get kind of lonely. So I'm just like not the, in the best mood. So I'm trying to work on being happy while I'm, not hanging out with other people yeah and I remember like in the beginning of junior year it was really or like the first semester of junior year it was really really hard for me and I don't think I talked about it with you guys but it was really really hard for me to not be able to hang out with anyone because I was so busy all the time and I, I would be sad like a lot like I I was sad most days but now I've kind of moved to the opposite end of the spectrum where sometimes I feel just more comfortable like staying at home, which isn't good, 
I would say, but it does show growth a little yeah. bit. Yes. And there should be like a balance. But it does get kind of hard. Oh, another thing that I feel like really shapes how you are as a person is like your family. That's a big part for me because looking at um like different, I guess not types, but like how my family is more, um, so my siblings are around the same age as me. So I'm constantly surrounded by, um, they're not the same age as me. Like they're not <laughs> older like your siblings are, you know what I'm saying? You're not nine years old is what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> no like there's not a huge age gap yeah so I feel like um hanging around them and being around them really shaped my self-identity because my mom would always be like oh Ahmed's more of this type of person Hani's more of this type of person so you don't want to so like they also influence you or like my older brother influences me sometimes and I don't know what I'm saying but yeah. my parents especially like my my parents are really kind of chill people you know so I've kind of adopted that from them I guess yeah I don't know having Hayat as like Hayat's, so Hayat's only a year younger than me because she was a year younger than me we were really we weren't I don't know I don't want to say competitive because we were honestly super lazy as children. So it's like, <laughs> weren't that competitive, but it's like, she was like a built-in best friend, you know? And I feel like mm-hmm. I have a relationship with her now and she's just, I don't know. I feel like, like that's what I'm so scared about for like university and not like having Hayat there like every day. I feel like that's going to be a huge change. And she's really affected like who I am. And I feel like without her, I'd probably be really... I don't know. And again, on the opposite side, my siblings are all, like, we have 10 years apart at least. And if you don't know, I have a brother and a sister. And my sister is 9 years older than me and my brother is 11 years older than me. So most of my life, I've been basically an only child. Like, obviously not an only child, but I it's mostly just been my mom, my dad, and me. And I think that shaped who I am as well because I think they raised me a lot different than they raised my brother and sister. So that played a role in how I grew up. Um, And I think now I appreciate my parents for everything that they've done, especially. Yeah, what's it called? I kind of, I kind of had like a mix between what Hani and I are talking about like I have three older siblings and they're like way older than me uh we're close but I always felt like because of the age gap they had a hard time understanding like me and that's why I was always like closer with Hayat Hayat's only a year younger than me so she whenever we were going through things she was like there as well and Sarah, our, my older siblings didn't move um, with us to Qatar. So I also feel like the distance and the age gap is now something that's, you know, caused a huge, I don't know, like it's just awkward sometimes. Also similar to that, I feel like my personality is so different than my siblings' personalities that sometimes my parents are like, 
well, they never did this. And I'm like, well, I'm a completely different person yeah. than um, my siblings. And I think in a way I'm different from most of my family, except maybe my mom, because I am pretty similar to her. I think that's also shaped who I am or what I think, because I'm just different from most of my family. I'm a different person and I have different values, I think, or different personalities traits I would say that most of us believe the same things but we should talk about stuff that you should do to like keep yourself safe like especially oh yes yes. because there's so many things that you overlook like for example I think I've already told you guys this I might might have but it'll be good for our listeners to know especially if you're a young girl but sex traffickers often hide under girls cars um because usually when you're walking to your car you don't think to check or like to see if someone's under there so they just hide under there and as you're getting into your car they slash your achilles tendon so you can't fight back and then they just take you for their sex trafficking whatever they need you to do um but a remedy to that is just while you're walking to your car just make sure that like from a distance make sure that no one's under your car because if you just poke your head under there they're just gonna slash your face so you just have to make sure you look and make sure that um nobody's under there but it's so important to stay like vigilant and like safe because there's crazy people everywhere so every time i walk to my car after work because i park in a parking garage I have my pepper spray out no matter what. Okay, sometimes I do get a little bit lazy, but most of the time I do have it out. And I I just hold it right there, like, ready, just in case someone does try to hurt me or, like, take me or whatever. Because even if if you're in, like, safe area, like, Qatar is a safe country, but you always have to, like, just take precautions like it's and and there's such easy habits just to um implement in your life like for example it's more uh, common in women but usually people just sit in their car on their phone after they get in it and just sit in the parking lot but you should not do that because people can just be watching you doing that and plan out whatever attack they want to do so it's better just to get in your car and just leave like don't sit there and waste time on your phone so freaky i know it's it honestly is crazy so what are they doing with school over there sundos because we talked about that last episode okay so basically have they have a couple things planned since we're an american international school we don't we don't technically align with what the qatari government set for like qatari public schools or qatari private schools so, like, Qatari private schools are opening for sure September 1st, but Qatar, but since we don't align with that, we're going, we're starting, we're opening August 24th, and they want to try to open on campus. I know some of the things they had planned was to get half of the grade, like, half of each grade going one day and then half going the next day, or, in like, alternate, like, weeks where one grade is online and the other grade is in person, but I feel like they, that would, like, have so many like difficult like difficulties or whatever so I think that I think that we probably will be starting at school and but I for sure we're gonna have like safety precautions and like 
um, what's it called, like, masks and everything. And the schools, I guess, um, I used to kind of, like, show you kind of what it's like a little bit. It's, so, public schools are obviously, you know, filled with people. I remember going to the, the, the high school you guys went to, even though it was for a short amount of time, there was, like, a lot of people in one class. There was, like, about 30 people in one class. But at, like, international schools, it's, like, 20 is, like, a maximum. I remember there were, like, 12 people in my AP Chem class. Like, there wasn't that many. So, yeah, so it's possible to do, like, the six feet apart, I think. But I don't know yet. I'm excited because, oh, you guys took your senior pictures. You guys didn't even send them to no, me. No, 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 don't, don't even talk about that. I, I can actually talk about that because, so I got all ready and Hanin hasn't taken hers yet because it's on in August sometime, but I took mine on July 16th. And so basically I got all ready and my first freak out was, that I curled my hair, but it was super, like, intense. Like, I, I was going for, like, a natural wave type of look, but they, they came out, like, super intense. But it was okay because it calmed down, and I was also stressed out about my makeup because it, I didn't think it looked good. But then that also, like, calmed down and oxidized, and it looked better. Um, but then we got there, and the lady was taking the pictures so fast, like, so fast that... Okay, and le let me just preface this by saying I'm an insecure person, so I know exactly which side's my good side and which side is my bad side. And my right side, I think that I look better on. And my left side, I think I look bad on or in or whatever. Like, pictures I take from my left side turn out bad, in my opinion. So, she was taking them, but she was taking them super fast, and she was telling me all these, like, movements and angles to do. So, I couldn't think that well. And she did the left side first, so, like, my smile was okay. And then, but by the right side, she was telling me all these things so fast, and I couldn't focus. And then my smile started to, like, falter. So, the only pictures that were on my good side are probably bad. And the pictures on my left side, my smile was okay, but I hate my left side. And I'm probably going to have a breakdown after seeing the pictures, but I'm just, I'm just waiting. Because they said it'll be two to three weeks, so it's probably going to be another week or two. So I'll just see Ben, but I'm very stressed out about it. I hate. Um, I wish. I wish that like for seniors they could let you pick which picture you want in your yearbook. Oh, you. They they do. they do. They just email it to you. But what if there's no good pictures I can pick from? It's what I'm stressed yeah, out I'm about. On a lighter note, I got a new planner. I bought it yesterday. Best, I went part, to, best part about a new year. I know. I went to Target. Well, first, I had to return these shoes that I bought from Adidas because I got them and they looked really ugly and they were too big. So I wanted to return them because they have free returns. So I saw that there's a UPS drop-off at this, like, advanced auto parts store, which is obviously not a UPS store, but they said that they take drop-offs. And... You're supposed to print out your label beforehand, or you can show them a barcode that they can print the label for you. So I was like, okay, I'll just show them the barcode because that's so much easier. So I went there, and um, since it wasn't like an actual UPS store, they couldn't do the barcode thing. Like, they had to have me print it. So I drove home, and then I tried to print it, but the printer wasn't working for some reason, or the website wasn't working. So I went to the UPS store, and then I dropped it off. It worked 
perfectly and then I drove to Target but I had to use the bathroom so bad because I've been trying to drink like 64 ounces a day as you're supposed to and if any if any of you listening knows me personally you know that I'm always dehydrated I barely drink water but now I'm trying to change my habits and drink more water but my body isn't used to that so I (laughs) so so I went after lunch and I drank a whole bunch of water and I I had to use the bathroom so so badly and I was just walking around this Target trying to find a bathroom because my family are Walmart people we're not Target people Target is like bougie to us so I couldn't find a bathroom and it turns out it was right next to the entrance after looking around the entire store I went to like every single corner and I found it finally and I used the bathroom and oh the reason why I was at Target was (laughs) this is such a chaotic story but the reason why I was at Target was because I ordered these pants but they didn't have them in store so I shipped them to the store because it would be free shipping if I just drove there and I am cheap so I decided to just drive there and get them and turns out they fit pretty well they're kind of out of my comfort zone so I'm excited to wear them I'm kind of scared I I don't know whether they look ugly but they fit pretty well um so yeah, I got my pants, I went to the bathroom, it was all good, but I was I was about to die, and then I found my planner, and I was really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, that's what happened. So I got my return, I got my pants, and I got a new planner, and I'm really excited about it. It's really cute. Oh my gosh, we're uploading this on Eid. Oh, I told everybody. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing because Hala's birthday is like, well, it's on the, when is Hala's birthday? It's like on the 30th. Mm-hmm. And then, so my cousins are coming, but then I don't know if they're, they're probably going to stay for Eid too. But I don't know if we're going to the masjid or not. Is the masjid even going to be open for people to come? I don't know. And also, will I dress up? Like, I'm exactly. really confused. Like, I don't even have an on outfit. what's going on. Dude, I don't know why I got an outfit though. We're literally staying home. You guys aren't doing anything? Yeah, I don't. You can dress up to sit at home. That would be nice. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. Um, I know it's more of a stream of consciousness. So make sure to follow us on our Instagram and on our Twitter, Soul Glow Podcast. And thanks for listening and Aiden Water. Bye.